there and welcome back to By His Grace Marriage Ministry Podcast. My name's Amanda. Shalom to all of you. And even though it's been a very difficult and devastating week, just given everything that's taking place throughout the world, I pray you all have had a blessed week. And those of you that keep the seventh day Shabbat or the Sabbath, I pray that you have a restful and blessed day tomorrow. I know I am looking forward to it. Uh, We had a good Sukkot, um, despite everything that took place, Um, but we enjoyed our feast day or our festival, and um, yeah, so here we are. Um, I do want to apologize. I know I am pretty delayed on delivering this word, um, starting up this um, series called Boundaries. I know that I had said the end of September or more than likely early October and I realized we are almost in the middle of October. (laughs) These days are flying by fast. It's already the 13th and um, to be honest with you, I really wasn't expecting uh, for this series to start so late, but then I also forgot about Sukkot (laughs) and that that's an eight day uh, festival or celebration and so yeah, time just honestly got away from me. But um, anyways, (laughs) I'm gonna go ahead and kick off the series tonight. Again, this is the series titled Boundaries, and I'm really excited about this series. I really feel that it may help a lot of people to understand um, a lot of important things. And I know that this was a blessing for me as well, and will continue to be as I go through this and just kind of remind myself as well, some things here that are really important. So, um, yeah, I mentioned it before, but I wanted to share that the first episode of the series, I'm going to be talking about types of abuse, how to recognize it, what each abuse, uh, more and less, um, is about how to recognize the signs and things like that. Every abuse is equally, um, you know, a terrible thing to experience. It's very painful. It's, it's very hurtful. Um, I don't feel that one is worse than the other or anything like that. I think they all equally um, are very harmful and hurtful to victims. And, um, you know, the sad thing is, is that I think a lot of people, you know, there are some abuses that are obviously more obvious than others, right? And then there are some that many people don't even realize it's a form of abuse. To them, it's a way of life. It's it's they're used to it. This is how they're usually you know spoken to or treated, and they just feel that that's life. Um, and so one of the things that I'm actually really going to hone in on tonight um, is something under mental emotional abuse. I'm going to really focus on narcissism. And narcissism is an umbrella of other things underneath it, such as manipulation, gaslighting, and things like that. And so I really want to focus on that one just a little bit more because I feel that a lot of people are dealing with this in in a lot of different areas. So it's not just relationships. It's not just marriages or when you're dating somebody. I see narcissism everywhere. I see it in the workplace. I see it within friendships. I see it even within the body of the Messiah. I see it within churches. Um, I see it with, with family members. I see this everywhere. And you know what? Recently I learned, I think last year, so fairly recently, the Bible talks a lot about narcissism. Uh, Proverbs mentions it quite a bit. If you study it really well, um, narcissism is a very evil and terrible thing to deal with. When you are on the other side of it, it is really horrible. 
people who are narcissists often um, have a lot of insecurities. They're dealing with jealousy. They're dealing with pride. They're dealing with vanity. They're dealing with a bunch of negative things. But anyways, I'll talk more about that here in just a little bit. Let me go ahead and start with um, the four main types of abuses that can exist in any relationship. So again, this isn't just in marriages. This isn't just in relationships. This can be anywhere. This can be in friendships. This can be in relationships with family members. This can be in the workplace. And this can be even in the churches and amongst the body of believers, unfortunately. So I'm going to try not to make the episode too long. I don't think it'll be an hour. Um, Honestly, I'm really tired today, but... I was like, I got to do this episode. I got to record this episode. (laughs) I am ready to turn in though for the night. Um, So I'm going to try not to make this too long, but this is an important episode to start out with. Um, And so of course, if anybody has any questions or anything like that, please feel free to email me at byhisgracemarriage at gmail.com. Okay. So types of abuse, again, this can be in marriage and outside of marriage. This can be in any relationship. Okay. So there's four types, and the first one that I want to start with is mental, emotional abuse, or you can even call it psychological abuse as well. And as I list the traits of each abuse, you'll see some similarities as well. So um, with mental, emotional abuse, often the victim will experience manipulation, gaslighting, shaming, narcissism, humiliation, blame shifting, intimidation, control, sorry if I already said that, Um, dismissiveness, accusations, belittling, criticizing, ridicule, possessiveness, and passive aggressiveness, okay? Verbal abuse, the victim will often experience name-calling, shaming, uh, foul language or swearing from the abuser, uh, threats, yelling and screaming, um, sorry, I am really like struggling with my words this evening. I'm tired. (laughs) Intimidation and insults. Okay. Physical abuse is a little more obvious. Again, as I said, there's some abuses that are a little more obvious than others, but with physical abuse, often sadly, the victim will experience slapping, pinching, choking, kicking, shoving, physical restraints, punching, using weapons, biting and possessiveness. Okay. And spiritual abuse, this is the last type of abuse. And yes, this is a real thing. Um, And I think I I kind of more or less shared an example of this recently in one of the last um, recent episodes. Um, Spiritual abuse, gosh, I am so tongue-tied. Spiritual abuse, I'm sorry, y'all, please bear with me through this episode. (laughs) This is why I don't like to force myself to do episodes when I'm tired, because I end up messing up a lot, but... That's life, right? We mess up. (laughs) Um, Spiritual abuse is a real thing. Um, You can see it within the churches, within the body of the Messiah, amongst believers. And I also really see this take place in relationships. So often what will happen is um, within marriages, a husband, for example, will misuse his headship and authority and his leadership and he'll... He'll misuse the scriptures and he'll be a tyrant of sorts. 
and you know he'll tell his wife oh you have to do this I said so you're supposed to submit to me or I want to do this in the bedroom tonight I don't care if it's sin this is what I want to do and you have to do it because scripture says your body belongs to me right like they take scripture and they misuse it for bad they misuse it to sin and this is what spiritual abuse is within the churches it looks a lot like you know the pastor and you know people that are in charge in that church they'll they'll lead the congregation astray you know and we see this all over the place so spiritual abuse is a real thing it is absolutely a real thing um and it's sad to see i mean any of these abuses like i said none is worse than the other they're all equally hurtful and sad and i just really wish that it didn't exist but unfortunately it does um and so again i wanted to start the series with this because I think it's important that we're all understanding, <clears throat> excuse me, we're all understanding what abuse looks like, especially the mental emotional aspect, the, the abuse that takes place psychologically, because this is a really big one that I see everywhere within the workplace, within friends, within the body of the Messiah, within family members, in marriages. I see this even with parents and children. I see this everywhere. And this is what I really want to hone in on in tonight's message is about narcissism. Because then underneath narcissism are other things as well, such as manipulation, um, gaslighting, things like that. So again, as I stated earlier, um, narcissists, which is a term of people who are narcissistic, usually they have um, insecurities, they have a lot of pride, they are bitter people, just things like that. They're jealous people. Um, and when you're on the other side of, of narcissistic people, when you're a victim of narcissism, this can be so hurtful and mentally and emotionally draining. And it can even cause you to start questioning yourself, start questioning your sanity. I mean, it is a huge thing and it is very real. Okay, so I want to share a couple things with you. <clears throat> so here's the first thing. Narcissists do not have the ability to self-reflect, okay? They cannot see anything wrong in what they do because they only see fault in your reaction. So remember I said that people who are narcissistic tend to be prideful. So oftentimes they don't see that anything they've said or done is, is an error or it's wrong. Um, so even if they've hurt you and you tell them, hey, you've hurt me, or you even start crying or something like that, they won't see that. They'll only see fault in your reaction. Because to them, what they've said or done, there's nothing wrong with it. Or you have some narcissists who realize they've done wrong, but due to their pride, they'll never admit it. So either way you slice it with a narcissist, it's bad, okay? Um, they often believe that every argument is caused by you because to them there was no problem with their actions or their words until you reacted to their actions or their words. They 100% believe that you are the problem and they are the victim. So they'll do that turning the tables, right? And believe me, I know firsthand how this works because I grew up being abused with narcissists, okay? They will do everything to make it seem like you're the bad guy. You're the problem. And this is what causes people to start questioning themselves. Like, oh, is it really my fault? Did I really do it? When you know you did nothing wrong. 
But narcissists are so good at making it seem like you're the problem. Because remember, their pride won't allow them to self-reflect. That's why they don't have the ability to self-reflect. They can't see that they've done anything wrong. And even if they do, if there's some narcissists that can self-reflect and they do realize they've done something wrong, because of their pride, they'll never admit it. Okay? So dealing with a narcissist, again is an extremely difficult thing and and this is everywhere brothers and sisters this is everywhere this is in the workplace this is amongst friends this is amongst the body this is within families this is within marriages parents and children i'm seeing this everywhere and again i grew up dealing with this i grew up both of my parents are narcissistic and this is what I dealt, dealt with my whole life. And then after that, it's like everywhere I, I went, I always met at least one person that was a narcissist. And it always affected me in a really huge way. Now, gaslighting. Okay, so this is another thing under the umbrella of narcissism. Okay. Remember I said that under narcissism is gaslighting and manipulation. So they really are one in the same. They're, they go hand in hand. So manipulation is something that a narcissist is really good at doing. Gaslighting is a psychological manipulation. Okay, this is where things get really crazy. But gaslighting is a psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time, that causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts and perception of reality or memories and typically leads to confusion loss of confidence and self-esteem, uncertainty of one's emotional and mental stability, and a dependency on the perpetrator. Okay, so I'm gonna read that again because I feel like I kind of jumbled that. Gaslighting is a psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time, that causes the victim to question their validity of their own thoughts, perception of reality or memories, and typically leads to confusion, loss of confidence, self-esteem, an uncertainty of one's emotional and mental stability and a dependency on the perpetrator. Okay, so gaslighting, okay, is, it's a huge thing. And again, I, unfortunately, I see this everywhere, brothers and sisters. And I personally, in my own life, I've dealt with this from the time I was a child all the way up into my adulthood, just as, as early as, or just as recent as, Last year, gaslighting is a huge thing, and this is why I wanted hone. Sorry, this is why I wanted to hone in on this specifically because I feel that a lot of people are really dealing with this a lot more so than verbal abuse, physical abuse, and spiritual abuse. Although it is rampant everywhere, but I think a lot of people are dealing with this, and I want to help people recognize the warning signs. Okay, so again. Gaslighting is a type of manipulation that causes a person to doubt their own beliefs, sanity, or memory. Learning gaslighting warning signs can improve your resistance to this form of manipulation. Again, this form of manipulation almost always comes from narcissistic people. Okay. So I want to share with you, um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight warning signs okay that come within gaslighting again gaslighting and manipulation go hand in hand gaslighting and manipulation are under the umbrella of narcissism and narcissism is under the umbrella of mental emotional abuse or psychological abuse all right okay so the first warning sign of gaslighting is denial 
The gaslighter tells the victim an event or conversation didn't happen or didn't happen the way the victim remembers it. So an example could be you'll confront them about something and they'll say, oh, I never said that. Or they'll say something like, that's not how it happened at all, even though you know for a fact that's exactly how it went down. Okay, but again, they'll use that turning the tables and they'll try to have you question what you remember and how things actually occurred. Okay, this is what a gaslighter will do. This is what a narcissist will do. They will deny it, like I said before. You know, their pride stands in the way and they, their pride doesn't allow them to self-reflect. And if, if it does, if they are able to self-reflect, their pride will also stand in the way and they'll never admit what they've done wrong, okay? So the next one, another warning sign is distraction. So the gaslighter interrupts the victim or tries to change the subject. So they'll say things like, oh, hey, you know what? Let's talk about your birthday coming up. Or, hey, why don't we go get something to eat? Let's forget about all this, man. I'm, I'm tired. Let's just go get something to eat. You know, like they'll try to completely avoid when you're trying to confront them about something happening. Okay. Like, they'll try to completely avoid it and be like, no, no, you know what? Hey, hey, how did uh, work go yesterday, by the way? You know, let's talk about that instead, man. I don't, I don't want to talk about anything negative right now. Let's, let's be positive right now. They'll do things like that. They'll interrupt you and they'll try to change the subject, okay? Uh, the third warning sign is ignoring or avoidance. So the gaslighter refuses to engage in conversation with the victim or address their concerns. So some examples could be like, you're trying to talk to them. And again, this could be in a friendship. This could be in the workplace. This could be in your marriage. This could be with a family member, okay? It can be any relationship. But some examples, and I'm just throwing off some examples, you're trying to talk and they turn up the volume on the TV. Or they'll say, you know what? I don't wanna talk about this right now. And they'll leave the house and they won't return for a while just to avoid you. You know what I mean? So that's another huge warning sign. The fourth one is minimization or trivial trivialization. Boy, that's a tongue tie. <laughs> trivialization. So the gaslighter makes light of a serious situation or accusation. So they'll do things like, whatever, it was nothing. Or they'll say something like, it's not a big deal anyway. So, so why are you making a mountain out of Mohill? Like your your feelings are not validated, right? Like they'll just minimize it. They're like, I don't know why you're feeling that way, but it was no big deal. Believe me, brothers, sisters, I've been through all, all of the warning signs I'm sharing with you. I've been through all of these. Okay, the next one is projection. So the gaslighter accuses the victim of the very behavior in which they are engaging. So again, there's the turning the tables, right? Flipping, flipping the script, as they say. They'll say things like, well, maybe you're the one who's hiding something. Or they'll say things like, well, I think you're lying to me. When you know that's not at all true, right? So if they start feeling like they're being backed into a corner, they'll, they'll like, uh, you know, flip the script or they'll, they'll turn the tables on you, right? They'll try to change the, 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 sorry. They'll try to change the conversation over to you and to take it off of them. So they'll say things like, oh, well, maybe you're the one that's doing something wrong. You're standing here trying to tell me I did something wrong. Maybe you did something wrong. Or, you know what? Well, I think you're lying to me. How about that? You know, like they'll say things like that, you know. 
Uh, the next warning sign is put downs. So the gaslighter insults and degrades the victims so they come to doubt themselves. So sadly, they'll say things like, you know, you're an idiot. You have no clue what you're, what you're talking about. Or they'll say things like, you know what? You know, you sound really crazy when you talk like that. When you say things like that, that you just sound really dumb. You know, they'll say things like that. They will put you down. They will put you down. And there's a lot, lot more worse things that could be said, but I'm not going to say them. Um, but this is a huge warning sign as well. Um, the next warning sign is sabotage. So the gaslighter undermines the victim in order to make them seem incompetent. So I see this a lot in relationships. I see this a lot in relationships. And there's one here. There's, I'm sorry. There's one warning sign that, that is not listed here, but I'm going to go ahead and share it anyways. And I'll get to that at the very end. But, uh, it's one that I see often in relationships as well toxic relationships and when I say relationships I mean like romantic relationships or marriages things like that um but anyways with sabotage the gaslighter undermines the victim in order to make them seem incompetent so some examples are you know throwing away the victim's mail so they can't pay a bill on time uh damaging the victim's car so they cannot leave the house I mean and there are so many other the list is very long sadly on ways that people can sabotage one another and again I have seen this in relationships, and you know what? I've seen this in the workplace too. I've seen coworkers sabotage one another so that they couldn't get a promotion, so that, I mean, all kinds of things. I've seen this. This actually happened to me one time. <laughs> I actually remember, my gosh, I was like 17 years old. It was one of my first jobs that I ever had. I worked at a fast food restaurant. Um, I was in Tennessee at the time. And the manager that worked there did not like me. I don't know why, what her problem was with me, but she did not like me. Um, and her brother worked there as well. Well, I remember one day I was gonna be leaving early. I had a doctor's appointment. So I made sure I cleaned my station. I had everything all set to go. I made sure I did my job. Um, I cleaned up. I left everything good to go, nice and clean, shut down. And then I left for my appointment. Please don't ask me why that this person decided to do this. But when I came back the next day, I was written up because they said I left my station an absolute mess. And the thing is, I was really good friends with one of the other supervisors that worked there. I was friends with her for like a couple of years. And um, she told me, because she was the opening manager, that when she went in, my station was a mess. So what ended up happening was that this, the manager that didn't like me and her brother, after I left, they went to my station and they made a mess of it. Like to make it seem like I didn't clean up and I didn't do what I was supposed to do. They literally sabotaged me so that I would get in trouble. Why they did it to this day, I still don't know why somebody felt led to do something like that to somebody that never did anything to them. And again, the only motives I can think of is jealousy or, you know, some kind of insecurity or, you know, unfortunately, there's, there's a, a, a lot more negative than there is positive, right? Unfortunately. So, and I was only like 17, maybe 18 at the time. I was really young. Um, and I just couldn't believe that when I found that. So like I said, I have been experiencing narcissism since I was really young. Um, from everywhere I've gone, my, my family, my parents, uh, work, 
situations, friends, you name it. Like, I've experienced it all over the place, unfortunately. So that's why I wanted to really kind of talk more about narcissism because I think many of us are dealing with it, you know. Um, and then the next warning sign is threats. So the gaslighter threatens a negative outcome for not trusting them or their perspective. So again, you, you see this a lot in relationships and you can see this in the workplace and you can see this in friendships and families. So they can say things like, if you can't see things my way, this relationship is over. Or they'll say things like, you'll get the kids taken away if you keep saying that. Which leads me to my next one. My last warning sign of a narcissistic person or gaslighting is blackmailing a person. Yes, I've heard of this happening specifically with couples who are separated that have children. They will say things like what I just said there. You'll get the kids taken away if you keep saying that. I've literally heard of women who will tell the dads if they don't do things their way or if they don't keep seeing them or do what they want them to do or give them the amount of money they want, they will use the kids as pawns. And they will say, you won't get to see them. Or if you do that, I'm taking you to court. Or if you do that, I'll tell your family that you're this and you're that and that you're doing this and that. I have literally seen women, and this is very toxic and demonic. I've seen women do this to men a lot. I've seen men's lives be completely destroyed and ruined because of things like this. That's why I say narcissism is such a huge thing amongst so many people. So many people deal with this, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's with an ex, whether it's with a family member, whether it's in the workplace. And then what happens is when people are treated this way, not everybody, but most people usually then turn around and repeat the same thing, unfortunately, because they're not healed. They're not healed. You know, praise God, he's taking me through the healing process of the, the narcissistic abuse that I have dealt with since I was a child. Um, and then it seemed to follow me everywhere I went. Um, again, I've, I've had it happen in workplaces. I've had it happen with my parents, uh, friends, family members. I mean, it's not an easy thing, brothers and sisters, to deal with. When you're a victim of this, this is really horrible. Um, and we do need healing because it is a form of abuse. And please don't let anybody tell you that it's not. Narcissism, again, is under mental emotional abuse. It's under psychological abuse. Again, gaslighting is a psychological warfare. It's a form of manipulation. And I can't tell you how often, sadly, I see these warning signs amongst so many people, amongst people I've worked with, people in my family, um, you know, uh, believers, people within the body, the Messiah. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm seeing this everywhere everywhere I am seeing this and it's so so sad you know did I ever have moments throughout my life where I may have done something like this to somebody I probably did because I suffered at the hands of this type of abuse all my life so if I ever did do it to somebody I, I, I probably did it not even knowing I was doing it the other sad thing too is that many people that are victims of this kind of abuse don't even they're not even aware it's an abuse they think it's normal People that are often in relationships, romantic relationships, they think that it's normal. And they'll say, oh, he loves me. He was just really mad. Or I made him jealous. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. You know, I deserved it. This is typical of what a victim would say. 
when they're trying to like defend their abuser. And I see this a lot under mental emotional abuse. And I've even seen it and heard of it in physical abuse situations and verbal abuse. Um, there are a lot of women and even men. Men get abused too by women, like I just said. There are a lot of men that have sabotage and threats and blackmailing from their exes. Um, but a lot of women too, like if they're being abused or even verbally abused, they're just like, oh, you know, he was just really mad. He didn't mean it. He'll try not to, you know, call me that name again next time or he'll try not to put me down again next time. But let me tell you something. I see both men and, and women equally have these things happen to them. Okay. Again, you see this everywhere. This form of abuse is everywhere. It really, it, 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 I feel that it's, it's demonic for, I mean, all of it's demonic. None of it is love from the father, right? It's, it's the absolute opposite, but this is what I see take place everywhere. And a lot of people sadly are blind to it. And this is the reason why I wanted to kick off the series with this episode, with this, with this message, because people need to understand that when you have these types of things taking place in your life, if you are the victim of any of these abuses, whether it's psychological abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse, spiritual abuse, you are a victim of these things and you need to set boundaries. Okay. You need to, as a matter of fact, that's what I'm going to call the series, setting boundaries, not boundaries. I'm going to call it setting boundaries. You need to set boundaries. And just because you're a believer, please don't try to let, especially if you're dealing with a narcissistic person, tell you that you're not a believer if you set a boundary because you're pushing them away or because you're being unloving. You're not being unloving by setting a boundary with this type of behavior. We do not deserve to be treated in this manner. We don't deserve to be hit. We don't deserve to be messed with with our minds. We don't deserve to be led astray spiritually. We don't deserve to be spoken to in, in such a way. Nobody deserves that. And if you know somebody, or maybe you are somebody that is struggling in one of these areas, you are an abuser. You know, I would highly, highly encourage you to seek you on prayer. And I would highly encourage you to get the help that you need. Okay. I can't help in that area because I'm, that's not something I've studied. That's not something that I have an expertise in. I wouldn't even know where to begin, but I would highly encourage you to seek help and to seek you on prayer to get the help that you need. And for those that are a victim of any kind of abuse, if you're in a marriage, separate so that you're safe, the children are safe, there's children involved, and the, uh, the spouse can get the help that they need, okay? Um, if you're in a dating relationship, you need to break it off with this person. This person is not from ya, and they are not for you. If it's with a family member, you need to set boundaries and have maintain a healthy distance. If it's with a friendship, same thing. You need to either set boundaries or end the friendship. Or while you're praying about it, keep a maintain a healthy distance. If it's within the workplace, I would definitely approach the person that's that's the abuser. And if after that nothing gets fixed, nothing gets taken care of, I would start looking for another job. And trust that Yah will provide that for you because Yah doesn't want you to deal with this kind type of thing. Um, if it's within the church, leave the church go somewhere else. Nobody should have to put up with any of this. Okay. Nobody should have to put up with any of this. It's abuse straight up. 
and nobody can justify this kind of thing, okay? So again, gaslighting warning signs, denial, distraction, ignoring or avoidance, minimization or trivialization, projection, put downs, sabotage, threats, and blackmailing. These are all warning signs of gaslighting. And again, gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation that narcissists do all the time, if not 100%. Okay. Um, you know, and again, it's, it's just, it's really, really sad. Um, now another abuse that I did not mention, and I apologize, um, I'll go ahead and mention it. I thought that maybe this abuse fell under a certain one I've already mentioned, but maybe, maybe not. Um, uh, and I know that a lot of people have suffered at the hands of this, but another abuse is sexual abuse. So sexual abuse is unwanted sexual contact, uh, forcing pregnancy or forcing your partner to terminate pregnancy, persistent unwanted comments about partner's body or sexuality, unwanted kissing or touching, threatening or co co sorry, co coercing, coercing. <laughs> I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at the matter. I'm laughing at myself trying to pronounce this word. Okay. Threatening or coercing a partner into unwanted sexual activity, rape or attempted rape, preventing access to contraception, refusing to use it or purposefully damaging it, harming partner in order to force miscarriage, purposefully infecting someone with a sexually transmitted infection or, you know, just not letting them know that it's something that you have. And of course, other forms of sexual abuse also has to do with incest and things like that as well, um, which unfortunately is common. So um, other types of abuse too can also be digital abuse. This can be constantly demanding to look through the partner's phone, monitoring their emails and texts, posting heart, uh, hurtful information or pictures on social media, or sending threatening texts or emails. Another one can also be financial abuse. And again, this kind of goes hand in hand with blackmailing and sabotage and things like that. But basically this is using money to manipulate and control the partner or not allowing them to work or go to school or not giving them money for necessities or stealing their money or possessions. And then last is stalking. So this is a pattern of following, monitoring or harassing someone causing them to fear for their safety. And this is whether they're being stalked on social media or in person. All right, so yeah. I believe that is everything. Oh, one more thing I wanted to share. So I wanna share real quick trauma bonding and what this is because I see this in a lot of unhealthy, toxic, and counterfeit relationships. I see this go on. This is why a lot of people can't break away from relationships and also if they are sexually involved with a person, uh, they've now created an ungodly soul tie and that's another reason why a person may have a hard time breaking away from somebody. But trauma bonding is when you're so heavily attached to a toxic person and relationship that you are willing to maintain the relationship even at the expense of yourself for the few and far between highs. Your brain gets highly addicted to the habitual ups and downs of oxytocin, dopamine, uh, north, sorry. One, I can't read my own handwriting and I can't pronounce this word. Nor, norpin, norpifin, I don't know, I'm so sorry. Um, and serotonin. That even when, when the relationship ends, you will seek and crave either that same person or become obsessive and seek similar people. 
in order to get your fix. It's the, let's see, uh, it's the rewiring of the neuro, neuro, sorry, neurological pathways of love turning against itself and really a toxic love. Um, and the loss of the love makes the person crave them more. So essentially the person is dependent in the same way as a heroin addict would be dependent on the drug, okay? And this is a real thing, brothers and sisters. This is why you see so many abusive and toxic relationships continue on. Um, other times, too, it's maybe, again, they're being blackmailed. They're, they're, they're tied financially. They're tied uh, through children. Or, again, they just get a high out of it. Like, they're so used to the ups and downs. They're so used to being treated that's, this way that they feel it's normal. You know what I mean? And so even if that relationship is no longer, you know, they're no longer together with that person, they'll actually look and seek for somebody similar because they're so used to that. And these are people, people that are victims of this type of thing. And this is where you see the trauma bonding. These are people that need healing. This is why I'm saying if you have come out of a counterfeit relationship, if you are somebody that has dealt with any of these things within that relationship, if you are somebody that has had it happen to you, whether it was in workplaces, friendships, church, uh, family members, parents, whatever that it is, these are things that you need to get healing, whether you're the victim or the abuser. You have to get the proper healing. Because if not, if you're the abuser, you will continue to abuse people. If you're a victim, you can carry that into, you know, the relationship that Yah does have for you. You can carry that into your relationship with your children, or you can carry that into, you know, a job that you have, or, you know, you can carry that into a friendship or, you know what I mean? So it's important that you get the healing you need, but also more, more importantly throughout the process, it's important to set boundaries. And this is why I'm sharing this tonight. Because I'm doing a series on setting boundaries and this is why it's so important that we start with this information so that we all have a better understanding of when we need to set boundaries. And the further along I get into this series, and again, I don't know how many episodes this will be exactly because I'm going to be sharing from a book that I have and I still need to go through it and see what Yah highlights to me on what to share. Um, but it's really important that we set boundaries so that we protect ourselves, protect our families and things like that. But it's also really important that we get the healing that we need. Again, whether you're a victim or you're the abuser, we need healing. They need healing. You need healing. Okay. Very, very important. So that is it for the first episode of the series, Setting Boundaries. Um, if you have any questions or concerns, please feel free to email me at byhisgracemarriage at gmail.com. Um, again, I'm not in depth with this, with these kinds of things. I don't counsel people concerning these things. Um, I more so counsel surrounding marriage and things like that and things within marriage. But, um, if you have any questions, I'll do my best to answer them for you. If you have prayer requests, please reach out. If you know somebody that can benefit from this episode and from this series, you know, please go ahead and share with them. Um, yeah, the, you know, the whole purpose of this ministry is to help people. So, um, and again, this isn't just concerning within marriage or anything like that. This is all types of relationships, okay? 
So I just want to make sure everybody understands that. So it's really just applied to where, you know, you're either experiencing it or it's happening for you. You know, it's just, it really goes by that. So, um, all right. So that is everything for tonight's message. Again, I pray that it is um, helpful for you. That is a source of encouragement. I pray that you will... Um, continue to give this series a chance and check it out again if you know anybody that may benefit from this please share it with them i also in my next episode for the series i will be talking more about the book that i have about setting boundaries it is scripture based Um, it does have a uh, biblical perspective and things like that i will share more information on it for any of you who may want to purchase it Um, you can do so as well and uh, yeah, I just pray that this series will be helpful for those that, that need it. Okay. All right. So that's it. Um, thank you so much for listening. And again, for those of you that keep the seventh day Sabbath, I pray you have a blessed and restful uh, Sabbath. I can't wait. <laughs> but um, I pray you all have a wonderful one. Um, thank you so much for listening. And I will talk with you in my next episode. Shalom. Shalom.